Welcome to the STR Data Lab. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the STR Data Lab. My name is Jamie Lane, Chief Economist at AirDNA, and I'm here today with a really exciting guest. We have Mark Simpson, uh, founder and CEO of Boostly. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm a long-term listener, long-term fan, and I always love, whenever I speak to you, looking at the whiteboard behind you, trying to make sense of those scribblings, the Jamie Lane scribblings behind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try to include some Easter eggs for people that uh, try to uh, see what we're actually working on here at AirDNA. And, uh, <laughs> it's like a like a Marvel movie, looking for the Easter eggs that are in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm Mark, I've been a guest on your podcast, and that was awesome. We've seen each other now multiple times over the past year uh, throughout the European conference scene, a few different events. We're going to be seeing each other. And I think as this is being dropped, we're going to be hanging out in Nashville uh, at the SDR Wealth Conference. So... I'm going to assume when people are listening to this, we're both um, going to be struggling a bit. Uh, <laughs> but I'm so excited to have you on. Uh, maybe we can just start with giving, for people that don't know you, haven't heard of what Boostly is, can you just and give people a brief overview of what is Boostly? Yeah, 100%. Um, so Boostly is short for Boost Hospitality. I have been in this industry for, well, since I was born, really, I was born on a 400, sorry, 400, 200 acre uh, bed and breakfast, farm stay bed and breakfast, which was right out in the, in the, in the Scarborough, North Yorkshire Moors. So Scarborough is uh, northeast of the UK, about four hours north of London, about four hours south of Edinburgh, but are nestled on the coast. And the important thing about Scarborough is that it is the second most visited location in the UK after London. It was one of the first ever tourist locations. And I always joke that one in three houses is a, is, a, is a vacation rental or a hotel. So very touristy. And um, back in the very early 90s, my parents turned this 200 acre farm into a, into a bed and breakfast. They got caught up in the foot and mouth crisis, transformed the barn into a little bed and breakfast. And this is before the world of the internet. This is before the world of online travel agents. It was very much, if you wanted to get customers through the door, it was word of mouth, uh, newspaper, magazine ads. And all the way through my childhood, I was used to strangers staying at our house so much. So when I used to go play at a friend's house, I was looking for the people. I was like, where is everybody? It's so quiet here. And, um, and yeah, and, and that was my childhood. You know, I would, I would change beds. I would do breakfast before the school run, earn extra pocket money. And in my teenage years, I wanted to do one thing and one thing only, and that was escape. <laughs> I wanted to escape. I wanted to travel. I wanted to become a soccer player, but there's one problem. I'm rubbish at playing football. So I ended up doing the coaching and, and then got to travel America doing coaching soccer, which was phenomenal. Uh, ended up eventually coming back to the UK because my uh, visas all expired and uh, ended up falling back into the business full time. 2011 to 2016, my job was to get this business that was all still offline. They were doing everything on pen and paper. There was no there was no pricing analysis, none of that, Jamie. It was all pen and paper. It was very much in the dark ages. So my job was to get it online. And, and that's what I did for those five years. And, 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 you know, it went really well. We took 25 years of offline word of mouth, put it online. We, we were always 80% direct bookings, which is really key. And um, in 2016, I read a book by Tim Ferriss. Uh, it was the four hour work week. And I was like, wow, this, this, this book is phenomenal. Uh, Cause 
I think as business owners, especially as like in the world of hospitality, we like to uh, wear that busy badge on our sleeve. Like we're always doing everything ourselves. And so by reading that book, I was able to discover delegation and and um, and and the like. And we we hired virtual assistants, which was amazing. Which much to my parents' bemusement, <laughs> well, that meant I could actually go to tourism meetings. And at one tourism meeting, there was a hundred other hosts in our local Scarborough area, and they were. And this meeting was about marketing. And when you're busy in your business, you just assume that everybody knows what you know. And I was in this this room and people were bemoaning the fact of booking.com. They were saying that the guests weren't the best and Expedia and this plucky upstart called Airbnb. And I just asked them, I said, well, what are you doing for your own marketing? And there's me thinking everybody knows what to do when it comes to social and email. And everybody just looked at me blankly. And I said, well, I've been doing this. I've been doing that. And we're at 80% direct bookings. And they sort of looked at me with a puzzled look and I said, well, hey, you know, I'm more than happy to show you, you know, who would like to come uh, over to our to our restaurant one night after we close and I'll show you five things that I'm doing. And, you know, a couple of people put their hand up and they were the first ever people that I taught in 2016. And it showed me that what I was doing could work for others. And I created a Facebook group called the Hospitality Community. It's still going to this day. Everybody can come and join. It's totally free. And then every single day I just showed up and gave help and advice. and before I knew it, we had a thousand people in that group. We had people from all over the world in that group and they were all asking me questions and they were in my inbox every day asking me questions. I joked to my wife that I was answering more questions from hosts than I was from guests. <laughs> on <a daily basis. laughs> and so I said, there's got to be an easier way. So I, I discovered this thing called uh, Thinkific, which is an online course program. I recorded everything that I knew, put it on this course. And I just said, hey, you know, if you want my advice and my coach and my training, it's, it's available here. And that was called the Boostly Academy. And then fast forward now, six years later, we we started up a website design business. We do uh, CRM, we do coaching, masterminds, training, and it's all under this umbrella that, that, is, that is Boostly. And we've now got 2,500 customers, 10,000 listings. Last year, we tracked um, $62 million in direct bookings for our websites. And it's just growing and growing and growing, which is bananas. And, and like you say, now I've got the immense pleasure and privilege of being able to travel the world, speaking at events, published a few books, and I'm speaking to you on the, on the podcast. So thank you very much for having me. That's yeah. the Boostly in a nutshell. No, that's, that's a great sort of overview of and you, the business sort of. So if, if someone's sort of listening here, like, all right, Mark, you've walked through all these different things, like boil it down to like, and what 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 are the key things like if and this podcast is mostly a lot of like individual hosts like we've got people one five ten listings so like what is the key thing that and people come to you like Mark like help me do this yeah so the type of avatar or the type of host I would say that comes to Boostly over the years has has evolved and amended but the majority of the people that come to us are those that have already got a property up and running. So they've at least got one property. And I would say they've at least got one season or one year under their belt. And they've felt the pain. What I mean by felt the pain is that they've maybe had a run-ins with Airbnb or, or Verbo. It could be that they've um, had a bit of early success, but now they're struggling to get bookings. Or that they want to build a business on their terms. And the people that we really help is those that have gone from hobbyist host to trying this out to this is going to be a, a business for me or a career for me and my wife or my partner. And 
this is their progression. They want to go from one to two to three to five to 10 properties, or they're already at two, three, four, five, and want to expand. We work with anybody really from a hundred, from one to a hundred properties. That's our core that we sort of work within. And what we do, what we specialize is helping them get on a roadmap to 65% direct bookings. I believe that the, a real nice mix is 65% direct, 35% other. Because when you're at that mark, it means that you are building everything on your terms, as in you've got a property management software, you've got a database of, of guests, and you've got a very solid, diverse marketing strategy. So you're not just on Airbnb, you're also on the Verbo, the booking.coms, the other OTAs, and you've got a very strong direct booking website. And we just help you get from there to there. And we give you the tools, the tactics, and the trainings on how to do so. So the tools is obviously website. We do that for you. We create it for you. The tools is a CRM and an email marketing provider that we create for you and set up for you. We, we have a social media planner that we create and set up for you. And then the training and the tactics is the ongoing coaching because I can design a website for anybody. I could give anybody a website, but if I'm going to give you this Ferrari and then you don't know how to drive it and it's pointless. So we show you, you know, we show you exactly how to get traffic to your website. We show you how to do all of these things. And that's like an ongoing coaching thing. And that's really who, who we help. And then once you get to property 100 or 200 and, you know, you're firing and you're hiring all these people and you want to go more down the custom route, then we just pass you on. We pass the baton on. But we really help you get you from that from that first startup stage to to, to really pushing on. Oh, that's that's great. I assume some of the pushback is and and it's sort of what comes to my head when I, and I hear like, all right, I because I, my parents have four listings and we've been doing it now for like five years together. They've got. 80% of the revenue coming through Airbnb. They've got another 20% coming through Verbo. Like you've got these OTAs have generated more than a hundred billion dollars in bookings over this past year. Like I just went and searched like Airbnbs and Destin and like the top searches, like it's ads from Hilton, Verbo, Airbnb. Like how can like I compete with my own website that you've built with me with these behemoths of companies that are and spending billions on marketing and to make sure people book through their sites and not my own. So the best way that I like to describe it to anybody that I speak to, and it doesn't matter whether you've got one property, two properties, three property, four properties, there are 3 million bookings that come in pretty much every day on Airbnb. I think that Brian Chesky said, so that's a lot. Right. And if you just, let's just boil this down to the simplest form of math. You've got one property and let's just say your average booking is seven nights, right? 52 weeks in a year. That's 52 potential bookings. Let's take two off for maintenance. That's 50 bookings. So of all the millions of bookings that happen on a daily basis, you just have to find 50 people to be able to book with you. And the cool thing about when you do this yourself and when you can start building a database is that to fill your properties, it's very simple. Yes, you need to tap into the massive spend that the OTAs do for, for ads and branding, et cetera. Get your property on there, get it visible, get over those 10 reviews, which is obviously key. You know, get to 20, 30, 40 reviews, even better. Get those five-star ones so you're visible and bookable. But as soon as that booking comes in, you should be doing everything in your power to making sure that you are collecting the key bits of data, which is email, phone number, first name, last name. That's the bare basics. And then from there, you've got the guest. When a guest then walks through the door, you've got to be doing everything within your power to then turn a guest into an influencer. 
So how do you turn a guest into an influencer? So when they walk through the door, it's going to be that instant wow factor. You can put a welcome basket, you can do tea, coffee, bottle of wine, whatever it is. But then you're going to scatter around the property to say, hey, uh, we love to see your pictures. We love to see your videos from, from your trips and I get and I guest day. So please upload these to Instagram, Facebook and tag us in and give the tag because then they will take the pictures and they will upload them online and then they will tag you in. Why? Because when do you mostly take pictures and share them online is when you're on vacation. It's when you can show off to your friends back home or at work and that's when you're going to take a picture. So they're taking the pictures anyway. But if you can get them to tag you in, tag your business, then you become an influencer because they're going to, all of their friends are going to see it. They're going to, they're going to say, oh, they're staying here. This looks amazing. Oh, there's an, there's a link. Let me click on that tag and they'll go to your page, right? That's an influencer. The final step in this progression is to turn an influencer into a super fan. So how do you create super fans? Super fans is simple. Once they've had the stay, they've had the five star stay, you stay in touch with them. So you get the email address like we spoke about, and then you keep in contact with them, constant communication. And then what will happen over time is that these guests become influencers and become super fans. And then when they're looking to take their next vacation, they will have you top of mind. So they'll come back to you. And when they come back to you and they'll message you and say, hey, Jamie, we're looking to come back for 2025 or we're looking for comfort for a second time in 2024. Uh, can I book with you? Absolutely. Here's my diet booking website or let me just take your details down and I, and I can run it through. And the cool thing about this is if, if you do it consistently enough, then you will build up this compound effect and then you'll have these super fans who will just come to you or even better recommend you to their friends and families. So you're not having to compete against these OTAs. You're meant to make them work for you and not the other way around. But what every host who doesn't do this, who can easily do this, is turn that guest, that initial booking into an influence, into a super fan. And if you can do that consistently, you don't need to compete. All you need to do is you just need to tap into the existing database that you've got and then they will literally fill your properties for you. And it, once you get going, eventually, like the reason we've got 80% bookings, I didn't have to do that much marketing. Our guests and our super fans were doing it for us. Yeah. So I, I see how that works in a market like Scarborough. Like you got your drive to distance from London. You got people that come back year over year. But does this strategy work? And like, let's say if you've got a listing in London and you got people that are coming from all over the world, I'm all over Europe, like, you don't have the same guests coming back to the same location year after year. Does this work in a more sort of urban type location where you don't see that? Well, this is the cool thing about this now seven years on. When I first started in 2016, it's the one thing that everybody, when I was a scrappy little startup, early 30s, me doing Boostly, everyone would say to me, oh, it's okay because it worked for you. It's okay because it worked for you because of X, Y, and Z. And every single way, every single year, every single conversation, I've always had to prove that this works. So I started off with three people. They adapted the tactics and it worked for them. They were able to bring in direct bookings. And then over time, as we've grown, I've been able to say, well, this is now working in London. This is now working in Edinburgh. This is now working in a random island off the northwest of, of, the, of the Pacific of America. It's now working in Australia and New Zealand. And now I can safely say 2,500 plus customers in, 10,000 listings all over the world, it's, it works. And I know that it works because it's worked for so many other people, like $62 million worth of direct bookings last year prove that it, it does work. It doesn't matter what the market is, doesn't matter what the niche is, doesn't matter what the avatar is. At the end of the day, people buy from people. The consumer trends is the same in every vertical. doesn't matter if it's business, doesn't matter if it's Amazon, Etsy, you name it, 
92 or 93% of all purchases are on the base of social proof. And all you've got to do as a business owner is find your super fans. So you just go through that process, guest, influencer, super fan, doesn't matter what the niche is, even if it's contractors, even if it's midterm stays, healthcare workers, at the end of the day, healthcare workers, the business guests, this works even better because it's very incestuous. Everybody knows everybody. So they all go to the same conferences. They all go to the same events. They all have the same offices. If they, if you have given them a great stay, they will go, oh, you're going to, uh, to London. Oh, check out this. This brand is amazing. They've got four properties, really looked after me. 100% airport pickups, yada, yada, yada. Go and check them out. And so, yeah, it can work in any vertical. That makes sense. So let's say now you, you've convinced me, like I, <laughs> I, I, I'm, getting, I'm getting my direct booking site, like, but I assume it's like, maybe we need to think about it differently if, and maybe I've got one property and my parents have four, or let's say someone that has 10, 15, 20 properties, like, one property, like, and do I need to be doing all this? Like, I suspect if I've got 15, like, I need databases. I'm going to have someone that is doing it. Like, maybe you help me, like, maybe how you break it down for different type of customers of, like, if you're just getting started, what is the basics you need to be doing versus on through as a, your professional operator? This is your first full-time gig, like, what you should be doing and, like, what, what the different stages are that you talk to people about it with? Yeah, 100%. So let's just start at number one, because again, I think a lot of the listeners will be property number one, maybe having a little dabble into the industry. Maybe they've got a long-term rental and they're thinking, you know what, I might turn this into a short-term or they're looking to invest and buy a short-term. So that's number one. So first things first, what you need to do is you need to have a property management software tool. And there's lots of different people who say lots of different things at this stage, but I say it's better to get your foundations from the beginning then have to change it when you're very much into this industry. I was speaking to somebody last week. They've got a hundred properties and they've never had a PMS and they've built such a spider's web of a business. It's too much. It's too much for me to go in and, and impact now. I've just said, listen, I'm not getting involved in this. <laughs> <laughs> All the best. Uh, buy the book. But, <laughs> uh, but, um, but basically with one property, get a property management software tool because then you know, it just makes life so much easier when you've got that, because then that is your central hub and what you will build off. So then you can connect that to Airbnb, connect that to Verbo, that to booking.com. It's seamless, right? And then it's up to you where you want to go from here. Now, I'm going to make the assumption that you're a property one, but you're going to want to go to two and three and beyond at some point over the course of the next 12 to 18 months. Whatever your uh, way of doing this business is, whether you're going to buy whether you are going to rent to rent, the arbitrage model, or whether you're going to do management, okay? So property number two, once you go to property number two, this whole landscape and your whole business becomes different because property one, you can just call that the greenhouse. That is the greenhouse, right? But as soon as you go to property number two, you haven't got the greenhouse, you've got a brand. So it becomes the, the color collective, let's call it. So you're going to have the greenhouse and you're going to have the white house and the business is called, the brand is called the color collective. So you're no longer going to walk around to friends and coworkers and people you meet on the street or in cafes and say, oh, I've got a, I've got a single short-term rental. It's called the greenhouse. Now you'll say I'm the business owner. I've got a brand called the color collective. And that's probably one, probably two. Now, this is where having a PMS is really, really good because it's so much easier. You plug property number two in. And you've got two properties that are firing, linking up to Airbnb, et cetera, and, and, and you're on the, on the way. 
I would say at this stage right now, this is where the majority of people who come to Boostly, they can properly see the buy-in. Property number one, you can get by with your free website that you get with your PMS. All of the free websites are just glorified landing pages. They're not designed to do anything. They're just there to, so you can have a domain that's out there. And every single PMS admits this. This is why they work with, with Boostly because when they get to property number two and you start to think of this as a brand, then you need to have a diary booking website that can showcase that brand. And that's where obviously we, we come in. We've created websites that have got a bookable uh, process that works as well as Airbnb. It looks like Airbnb, but it's your own brand, your own listing site, so to speak. Property number two and property number three and property number four, that's when you're in the growth mode. And that is when you need to really start focusing in on collecting a database. You really need to think of about a CRM which is obviously um, customer relationship management software uh, that will collect your database. You will then use that database to start emailing out. And that is when you would do that at that stage. I would say property two to property four is when you're going to start to delegate as well. So you've been very much used to doing everything yourself, but you'll need to find somebody to come in and help you with those tasks and chores that you don't need to be doing. And then once you've gone past property number five, property number six, that's when you start what I can see and this is from the data of all the people that we've spoken to. We've got 2,500 customers, but we've got a database of over 25,000 people that we have spoken to over the years now. And we've identified key parts of the journey. And when you go past property number six and property number seven, this is when it finally starts to kick in of what may be a business that you can potentially, as long as you've got a solid foundation behind you, grow, scale, and potential sale. And everything after property number seven it really just depends on on how fast you want to scale, how quickly you want to do it, the team you want to have with you, partners or models that you're going to do. But but yeah, that's where like as soon as you get past ten, I mean you're talking expansion then. So yeah, yeah. that's how I would break it down. No, that's that's great. And so it wouldn't be the SCR Data Lab without getting into some metrics because I, I assume that there's key things that I want to be tracking. Like if I'm in an Airbnb in Verbo, they give me like all these sort of conversion metrics. How many people are viewing my pages? Like I get some sense of how well I'm doing. And I mean, ultimately, like I, I know that and it gets to revenue, how much money I'm making and I, maybe what my uh, distribution is of bookings, whether it's all through one channel or multiple channels. But as you're getting people set up and you're training them on how to use the system, and what are the key metrics that that you're suggesting that people track and really try to optimize around? So obviously the the first one is what how much bookings are coming in. That's the, the main one. How many direct bookings? That's the that's the key one that I would have on everybody's dashboard. But we actually encourage everybody to set up with um, Crazy Egg. So CrazyEgg.com is a screen recording software, and you can see um, how many people come into your website. But most importantly the destinations and how they move within your website. So one of the first things that we do for the first 90 days is we say, get this. It gives you weekly reports. You can see snapshots. You can also see how people are interacting, which is really good for you because if everybody goes straight to one page and that is the key page, and that is where you're going to need to spend a little bit of time, um, either yourself to update it or you can send it to us and our team and we'll help you make those changes and updates for you as well. Obviously, part of the CRM tool that we've got, it also helps it links up to Google Analytics and all those key amazing tools so you can see 
where people are coming from, what device people are coming from, where they are in the world, how many people actually go from A to B to C to the booking page and all, and all that good stuff. Those are the, those are absolutely key metrics. So it helps you decide where your land is, how's your digital business card doing uh, and how many people are coming to your website. And if you realize, well, hang on a second, I'm getting nobody coming to me whatsoever. Then, you know, you come to us, our coaching team, our masterminds, our monthly coach, our monthly masterminds, and we'll dig into these sessions and we'll go, okay, so why don't you try this? Why don't you try doing X or Y? Or I mean, there's so many different ways to go about it. I mean, I wrote a book on 101 marketing tips. <laughs> so there's loads of different things that you, did, that you can be doing. But I believe that those key metrics are the ones that should be on your dashboard. There should be, there doesn't need to be tons and tons and looking down to every minute detail because you can get analysis paralysis and just be obsessed with those numbers. But those are the key ones that I would say for some, definitely some metrics that they should be tracking. Yeah. And, and at the beginning, you sort of walked us through like maybe a goal around getting to 65% direct bookings. When you sort of maybe work with some of your more successful customers, like what, what is typical in terms of like success that looks like in terms of some of those key metrics in terms of booking activity and those things that they're they're tracking like do you have some examples of just like what 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 does success look look like yeah so in terms of the ones that are crushing it um i truly believe that the the ones that are just proactively every day going out and marketing in some way shape or form pushing that message out those are the ones that are that are crushing it. And a marketing message could be anything. It could be an email that you send out. It could be social media posts that you're doing. It could be an, a cold outreach to past guests, et cetera. Those are the ones that I, I believe are, are crushing it. It doesn't matter about um, lead to booking. It doesn't matter about um, the amount of days or the average spend or anything like that. The ones that truly do crush it from a, from a, from a boostly perspective is the ones that every single day are just spending a little bit of their time, no more than 20, 30 minutes to go out and do something proactive with their market. Because when they do, they are keeping top of mind with their followers, keeping top of mind with their database. And, and, and that's the key thing. The businesses that stay top of mind, the ones that are always visible are the ones that will never forget them. And the ones that absolutely crush it, they take that and they go with it. So whether it is a little post on, on Facebook or Instagram, whether it's an email out, whether it's a cold outreach, whether it is, I don't know, doing a podcast, you know, being a guest on somebody else's podcast. doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be what we're doing right now in a business to business sort of a podcast. It could be one where you, I know a host actually, and I was spoken to her just on Monday. She's created a podcast in Derbyshire where she interviews local business owners. And by doing that, she has opened up so many doors to her business. So uh, now she offers VIP upgrades and she's got uh, a famous local celebrity chef who comes and does private catering for their guests because of this. She's got uh, people recommending them to come to them on the back of this. So this is just pure uh, business, like guerrilla marketing at its absolute finest is showing up every day. And those are the ones who are truly are crushing it. And hearing you describe that, I feel like you guys at Boostly are like actually walking the walk on this. Of like, I feel like I see you guys everywhere where there's always some sort of YouTube video or podcast or billboard or email or social media post, or you guys really and take it to that level of showing like, this is what it looks like. And I imagine you don't have a marketing team of 10 or 15 people, which it 
it seems like from my vantage point. Well, it's nice that you think that it's a big team. It's not, it really is a, a very small team of me and two other people. Um, but we, yeah, we, we do walk the walk on that. And, and, I, and I know it to be true because just because you put out one email on the first of the month doesn't mean that the person that you send it to is guaranteed to open it. If anything, open rates on emails are going, going lower now. So you have to make sure that you're visible. And the person that you send an email to or the person that you may be posting to or the people you may message in may not see it or not be ready to take action on that day. But in 5, 10, 15, 20 days, they may be ready to take action. They may wake up that day and go, oh, I've just had this really bad experience with Airbnb. I really want to do something about direct bookings. Who's that direct bookings people again? And everybody instantly always comes back to Boostly. And there are many options. There are many really good options. But what I wanted to do from day one is to verbiage direct bookings as much as airbnb is verbiage short-term rentals so that's what we put out to do and, and it's it's all organic we, we dabbled with a little bit of paid at the back end of last year but that's after seven years of organic marketing it's just at its core and you know what the paid ads didn't work at all they they failed and that could be maybe we didn't have the right lead gen or etc but it was always the organic. It's the it's the word of mouth. It's our it's our super fans that we've built over the years. And I know it to be true in the business sense, and I know it to be true in the hospitality sense because I've done the exact same thing in the granary, which is our which was our family business. No, that's that's great. I want to pivot a little bit, um, and it and it comes from a, a conversation I was having. We, as you know, we recently um, acquired a company called Uplisting, uh, which is a Boostly partner and, and a lot of uplisting customers using Boostly to drive their direct booking website. And I was asking the founder, Vinny, of just like, what were like the pain points that people were seeing when they sort of launched their direct booking site? And like, what was he trying to do to help? And like what he, how he answered that for me was that people always had trouble sort of building trust with their site. Like, Anyone can go out there and maybe throw up a website on WordPress and it be a, like a spoof site of like, how do I know when I go to this random website that I'm of someone that potentially has these four homes, like that it's legit. And I'm sure you deal with that often of like how to build trust and for guests that they're going to get what, what they see uh, and that it's, it's a legitimate booking site, which I know obviously like, People can put fake listings on Airbnb and Verbo that that happens, but it seems like a little bit more risk uh, to build that trust. So uh, do you have any suggestions there? Yeah, you're right. It's a massive, it's, a, it's, it's one of the probably, there's there's two big comebacks to me with, with uh, direct bookings and not going down the fully Airbnb route. One of them is trust and the other one is air cover, aka verification. And you know, I, I always say this, Airbnb are phenomenal at doing two things. One is building a brand and the other is their marketing. They are unbelievable. And they have created this narrative that a host or a business can just list on their website and their website only. And that's it. They don't need to worry about anything else. But as we know, just like with their own dynamic pricing, you're never going to rely on it. <laughs> just like with air cover, you're never going to fully rely on it. There's, there's solutions like Superhog that are out there. Yeah. And with trust as well. So number one, one of the one of the best ways how to establish that trust is to work with a very reputable, a big website designer. So every single one of our websites at the bottom, it says made by Boostly. 
So again, that has that trust factor. Number two, if, and this is where the PMS websites are limited because all they are are glorified landing pages and they are very limited in, in what you can customize them to do. So one of the things that we noticed when we're putting together our websites and when we're designing our theme and our templates is 93% of all purchases are done on the back of, of social proof. So one of the core things that we built into our websites was to have the latest reviews that you can see exactly where they've come from and they are real reviews on the website in real time. And the cool thing about the tool that we created is that we could filter it so only the five-star reviews showed on there, which is a really, really good way. And, you, and we can see it in the crazy eggs of our websites where, where people go to and they do go look at this. Number two is you've got to show that you are a human, a human behind the brand. So we have a page that is dedicated to about us. We love to put pictures of the, the owner of the business and the team of the business on the website as much as possible. So it shows that you are, you are human and obviously as well have the ability to call at any point. So there will be phone numbers on there. There could be a potential WhatsApp number. So that the guest, the future potential guest has that peace of mind. Now, if you really want to go down that route and you want that extra layer of protection. We work with IPRAC, a fantastic company is all built around trust. And uh, we actually have a special rate when we work with them. We, we have a direct line in, into, into their team. And so when somebody wants to sign up for IPRAC, they get their IPRAC certified onto the Boostly website, onto the blockchain. And it just has that really nice little tri-factor of everything just looks really professional, really clean. And, and and the trust factor is there because of it. No, that's that's great, and it's it, it's probably way more important than we're probably and probably getting a credit too of just like and making that connection, showing those reviews like and reviews so important for Airbnb, like the fact that they sort of put that review factor on and like are able to get so many people to actually leave reviews, which I feel like wasn't really a, a common thing to do like on booking.com or verbo is like yeah and maybe if and sort of like google maybe if there's a bad experience i'm going to leave a review but to 85 percent of the reviews are five stars like it's a lot of positive feedback coming in and be able to highlight that is is probably super impactful i think as well what the host has become really savvy at is how to ask for a review so obviously Airbnb send the nudges and we've all stayed in a, in a property and we've all stayed via Airbnb, booked to stay via Airbnb. They do push for a review, right? But the host has become savvy at points through the booking process and booking stay of when to drop in about that five-star review. And they, you know, and they do it really well. And there's been some fantastic training. I think one of the best I've seen is Danny Roosteen's uh, Optimize My Airbnb. He gave a full script on where to put it exactly in that book and I know so many people have taken that and iterated into their own words over the years, but it's getting very good. So that that start there of of eighty five percent five star reviews that's that's to me that's the industry and the host becoming savvy to this, knowing the importance of it. Coupled with the majority of the bookings now do come from Airbnb, so yeah, it, it makes makes a ton of sense. But yeah, I think that the, the it's it all boils down to just ask. And there's a really good book by I think it's Ryan Levesque called Just Ask or Ask. And it's about, you know, asking <laughs> and you will, you will receive as, as there's a little sign behind me saying shy kids don't get sweets, <laughs> which is very true. Well, and we're, we're getting towards the end of time. I know it's getting late there uh, in the UK. We're filming and it's getting, I feel like it's getting late here in Atlanta and you're 
six hours ahead of me. So it's got to be getting late uh, for you. But and maybe two more questions. And this is a question I get often. And so I'm, I'm interested to see how you uh, respond. And, and it, it can't be the answer can't be boostly. Uh, mm. <laughs> so I mean, obviously we're going through massive growth in the industry supply globally up almost 20% in certain markets. It's up 40, 50, 60%. Like there's so much more competition out there. What advice do you give people out there of like, how do you stay competitive in this environment? How can I continue to build a successful growing business when I mean, it feels like every day there's a new competitor popping up on the street. And it, it, it's tough out there. It's been a tough couple of years. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to sound like a bit of a broken record here, but you need to be building your own database. When you can have a, a big database of people that you can contact via email, via phone, at any point, doesn't matter how competitive it gets, it boils down to what I said at the very start. You've only got a limited amount of heads on beds that you need to fill. There are, uh, not only is it year on year growth in terms of listings, but we're now getting back to the point where everybody is in travel mode. And obviously uh, money will dictate on fear of recessions will dictate on how much people decide on the length that they're going to travel, but you are always going to find somebody that wants to travel. And the back of 2020, there's this new demographic now of workcation. So many people I speak to now uh, have got full-time jobs, but they've got the ability to not have to be in the office. And the amount of people I know now who will take a little cheeky, you know, four or five nights stay and they're going to work as well as have the, as well as have the leisure is, is up and up and up. So there are, yes, a lot of competition. There's a lot of it, but the riches are in the niches. And the problem with this industry for far too long is everybody tries to appeal to everybody. And when you appeal to everybody, you appeal to nobody. The businesses that I know who have found a niche and doubled down on it are absolutely smashing it. It doesn't matter how much competition there is in the market because they know that they're there in the niche. And this is so scary for a lot of people because they say, well, if I'm going to go on this niche, I'm sort of saying no to all of these, which is fair because you've only got to fill a certain amount of heads on beds and whatever your niche is going, going to be. Um, you know, there's so many um, amazing examples. I want to give a shout out to uh, a friend of mine called Ruben Kanya. He's a, he's a host of a podcast at a real estate experience. He has pivoted his business and he now has gone down the route of the, the MTR strategy, but he hasn't just gone down and says that I deal with people doing 30 day stays. He's gone down to insurance and home insurance stays. And he has built this niche out so well that his calendars are full with um, just one or two relocation specialists. And it's phenomenal to see. And he's in areas that have been hit with regulations. He's been in areas that have got massive uh, like listing growth year on year, but he doesn't care. He doesn't care what anybody else is doing. He literally uses Airbnb as an advertising page. That's it. <laughs> and and that is where you, you, you want to be. And I don't care whether you've got one property, you've got a hundred properties. As soon as you figure out what your niche is, it's, it really does help everything. It helps your marketing message. It helps with your 
property avatar, because when you know who your niche is, every property that you go and view, every property that you pop onto our DNA for and have a little look at, you've got in the back of your mind, but yes, but with my avatar fit this. Cause then you, in the end, you'll build a customer avatar. You'll build a property avatar and you'll even build a staff avatar on the back of it, which is crazy. And it just, and it all helps. So don't worry about it. Really don't worry about the, the, the mass of people that have come into, in, into this industry in terms of competition. Cause if you just figure it, focus on yourselves, you will hundred percent win time and time again. I love it. I love, I love the niches. Uh, and it's so much fun to see people that go in deep on going after a specific avatar, going after a specific type of guest that they want to get to their property and just, and one, they're able to find success. And two, like it makes way more interesting type of properties because like, yeah, Marriott with a two or 300 room hotel cannot, they've got to have a beige box that sort of appeals to everyone because they've got to sell 300 rooms every night, right? But you've got one unit, you got two units, like you only need to get 50 bookings a year or whatever that number is. Like uh, all you have to do is find enough people that sort of share that niche that you're going after uh, to and get them in your property. Like I, I love that advice. Yeah. And, and the cool thing about it as well is that you go down the guest to the influencer, to the super fan model. The people that are posting on social media, say that they do pickleball, say that you pop up a pickleball in, in the back of your thing and, or whatever, right? And the people who follow them online will be other pickleball enthusiasts because your, your vibe attracts your tribe. And if you've gone the, the niche of, say, pickleball, right? And they see somebody posting up and tagging you in saying, hey, I'm staying here. This pickleball is like the new geocache phenomenon. <laughs> Everybody just follows it around and they go, I want to go, I want to go play there. You know, you can, and you can substitute, substitute pickleball for whatever niche you're going to go down. It could be bird watching, could be soccer, it could be sport, it could be whatever it is. But when you go down that route, it just makes life so much easier because then the vibe attracts your tribe and your guests will have people who want to be staying at your place as well. I feel like that's a, a great spot to sort of end it. Um, I've got Two more Boostly questions for you to end on, and then we're going to say goodbye. Uh, one, how can listeners find more about Boostly and connect with you? And then two, and this one's I didn't, I didn't necessarily think about earlier, but just what is next for Boostly? Like next two to three years? Like because I, I feel like you've done so many things in these past six. Like what what's next? So first and foremost, what is what is next? Well, I've got a pretty big goal this year. So we got to $62 million of trap bookings last year. My goal this year, is, and we did that on just 400 websites that were live and connected to the API so we could track it. And that doesn't include phone numbers or emails, et cetera. So I want to get up to 1,000 websites that are live and trackable with our API connections this year. And API connections means into uplisting and all the cool PMSs. The second thing is that when we get to that thousand, I want to get to a hundred million dollars in tracked diary bookings. Cause I just feel that's a nice little milestone to, to get to. I'm going to continue just being the glitter. Um, somebody on our team said, Mark, you've got to be the glitter. You've got to be everywhere, get everywhere, be on the stages and, and all of that talking about diary bookings. Cause it's, it's growing, you know, and, and I feel like the movement is growing and the, 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 the community behind us is growing in, in an ideal world. My big goal is to get um, either a seat at the table or just uh, like a, a little word in the big OTAs, just so when they're making these big decisions, 
that Boosley and the Book Dart movement can be just there just to say, hey, this might not be a good idea. You know, they don't have to listen to it, but just to be able to have like a little bat line in just to say, hey, uh, and just to give the host that voice, because I don't know about you, but I speak to a lot of hosts and they feel like the connection that they had with Airbnb in particular is going. There's, 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 a, there's a big, there's a big gap. They don't feel like they're being heard. And the same with Verbo, Expedia and Booking.com. I know Booking.com and Verbo really want to connect to the host, but there's nobody really consistent to speak to. So I would love Boosley to be at that table. I would lo love Boosley to be there and, and just be a word in the ears to say, hey, let's not do this or let's go down on this. So I'm just going to continue being the glitter. That's that's all I can do. And, you know, it's, it's amazing when I see people booking calls with us, when people sign the proposal and, and they join. And it's even better when I see the websites go live. And it just means that we get more and more Boosley websites out there, which is cool. So the answer to the second part, how can people find us? So number one, I've got two books. The Book Direct Blueprint, which I'm holding up, and the Book Direct Playbook. Uh, please do and go and grab a copy. It doesn't matter whether you're at property one or 100. Both of them will help you in, in their own little way. And uh, and if you want to chat to me and say, I, I heard you on the podcast, come over to Instagram. Um, Instagram is my jam. It's my favorite social media. Uh, it's at Boostly UK. And Boostly is on my chest here, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y UK. Come and say hi. And uh, yeah, and if you're going to be in Nashville, when this drops, come over to the booth, come over and say hi. Come and find uh, Jamie and I will be looking a little bit tired. <laughs> <laughs> so especially if it's on day two or day three of the event. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to speaking this year at some events. I'm really looking forward to getting out and meeting people. I absolutely love it. And uh, yeah, and uh, thank you very much for having me on the show. It's a little, little uh, bucket list tick for me. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much, Mark. And I'll, I'll see you around. See you in Nashville. See you in Europe later this year. Yeah, 100%. Thank you.